seek him here, they seek him there. Those Frenchies seek him everywhere. Is he in heaven? Is he in hell? That damned elusive Pimpernel. Orxy's immortal character, the Scarlet Pimpernel. Tony Dewhurst and I returned to London after a day of writing. Oh, I'm saddled sore, Blakeney. <laughs> Come into the library. A brandy will set you right. Brandy? I think liniment might be better. Oh, come now. Liniment is no drink for a gentleman. <laughs> there you'll find some very soft cushions on that couch. Thank you. I'll stand. Suit yourself. I say... What's this? What? There's a letter on the table. Addressed to you and unopened. That's strange. Wonder how it got in here. Wasn't here this morning. The servants are away and the house has been locked. I must have been left by the ghost of some poor unfortunate who once went riding with you. Or maybe a lady. <laughs> I'm afraid not. Well, perhaps the best way to find out is to open it. Love letter, Robert? No, Tony. Anything but. Have a look. Oh, well, if it's personal, I It's mean... personal, all right. Too personal. The subject is blackmail. Blackmail? Read it. Come personally with 500 pounds to the Wayfarers Inn at 10 o'clock tonight... Or Citizen Chauvelin and all of France will be informed of the true identity of the Scarlet Pimpernel. Great Scott, Blakemuir. Perhaps you'd better have that drink after all, Tony. Who wrote this and how did they know? How did they ever find out? That's really of secondary importance, I'm afraid. The main thing is somebody does know. Are you going to pay this? Pay a blackmailer? No. 
because it would never stop with one payment. The price would grow and grow. And in the end, he'd do business with the French anyhow. That's quite a reward, you know. Yes, but there must be some way to... Who can that be? Well, not the writer of this letter, certainly. <laughs> Let's find out. Coming! Coming! Lakeney, thank heaven you're here. And I'm glad, too. A little more pounding on that door might have caved it in. Now, look, this is no time for joking. Oh, what's the matter, Harding? Oh, hello, Tony. Glad you're here, too. It's this letter. It was left at my house sometime today. Tony and I looked at each other. The piece of stationery Harding held was identical with the letter I had received. I read it. It said word for word exactly what my letter had said. I, I can't understand it, Blakeney. It must be something I've done or said, unconsciously. Of course I'm not the Pimpernel, but I am a member of the League. Calm and... down, Harding. Don't go blaming yourself. What do you make of it, Blakeney? I don't know, Tony. There's something afoot, but... But what? But the writer of this letter is not as certain as he seems to be, Harding. I received the very same letter myself. You got one, too? Then you are known. No. No, Harding, I'm not. Or else there wouldn't have been two letters, only one. Well, how can you be certain? Because I'll wager there's another duplicate of this letter at your home, Tony, and at the home of every other member of the League of the Scarlet Pimpernel. You mean we're all known, and these letters are intended to bring our leader into the open? Well, is that logical? No, I see what you mean. In that case, the writer would know the letters would be compared by us, and we wouldn't fall for the trap. He's actually hoping we're not connected. Precisely. Now, what else can you deduct from that? I don't follow you. Now, think about it, Harding. What is the one thing that is generally known about the Scarlet Pimpernel? Well, well, that he is an Englishman of noble birth. I see what you mean, Blakeney. That's all the writer knows, too. This same letter may have gone to every young gentleman at court in hopes that the Pimpernel might give himself away tonight. Yes, Tony. I'm quite certain that's it. Because I'm certain that copies of this have gone to gentlemen we have never admitted to the League, or even considered for membership. Look, we'd better go to your home and see if you do have a letter. Right. Come along, Harding. Marius Goring returns as the Scarlet Pimpernel.
Now, Marius Goring as the Scarlet Pimpernel. Our conclusions were correct. Tony and other members of the League did receive similar letters, and so had every other young gentleman at court. It was quite a topic of conversation. You mean to say you got one too, Sir Percy? Yes. I'm most annoyed, you know. Wasting my time with such trash. Spoil the party, too. Nobody's even dancing. You getting one? Now I know it's a joke. You accused of being the Scarlet Pimpernel. I must tell Lady Faring. Oh, well, you've certainly made her happy, Blakeney. Yes, hope she chokes on that laugh. <laughs> oh, don't be bitter, old boy. You're an idiot by choice, you know. Oh, well, I know, but it uh, sometimes irritates me that people believe it. Makes me wonder about it myself. <laughs> Who's that vision in the doorway? Oh. Oh, that's, that's Christine Hobson. You know, George Hobson's sister. I heard she was back. Oh, from where? She's been in Rome for the past three years. Hmm. Well, it hasn't hurt her, I must say. <laughs> I was wondering if she'd be here tonight. She almost wasn't. It's almost midnight. I think I'll go over and pay my respects. Keep the gossip going, will you? Right. Good evening, Christine. Oh, uh, how do you do? Oh, oh, come now, come now, come now. <laughs> you must remember who I am. Sir Percy Blakeney. Oh, Sir Percy. Of course, forgive me, I wasn't thinking. I was looking about for my brother. Have you seen him? No. No, no, I haven't. Oh, I'm so furious with him. What a thing to do to me. And on my first visit to court since I got back. Oh, good heavens. Uh, you know, you, you make it sound as though he'd committed a murder. No, <laughs> but I might commit one when I see him. Making me come alone. Humiliating me so he can pursue some silly joke. Oh, no, I'm sure George wouldn't do that to you deliberately, you know. He may have been delayed somewhere. No, he's delayed all right, and I know where. <laughs> the Wayfarer's Inn. Probably with some silly friends. Uh, the, um, Wayfarer's Inn? Yes. He was laughing about some silly letter he got today. And then instead of bringing me here this evening straight off, he said he'd come and get me at 10.30 after he'd seen what kind of a trick his friends were up to. Even as I left her, my mind was filled with a picture of George Hobson. Young, capricious, a practical joker. He had a rash courage, but he had never been asked to join the League. We had been unable to trust his impulsiveness. And now our fears were justified. I almost knew, with a sickening tightness that gripped my stomach, what had happened. What's the matter, Blakeney? You look pale. Get a couple of men, as quietly as possible. Bring them out to the stables. Why? What's wrong? You've got to get to the Wayfarer's Inn. George Hobson got one of those letters. He thought it was a joke. Went out there at night. He never came back to bring Christine here. They're dead, Blakeney. Some of you search the other rooms on this floor. Fuchs and Harding, try upstairs. A few of you go out at the back. See if you can find any other bodies. Any trace of Hobson. Oh, what a shambles. Yes. Uh, what's over there? Fight didn't get to this corner of the room. These two tables are all right. 
men who were sitting here were drinking red wine, some bread and cheese on the plates. Eight glasses. Yes, eight. Against those three and Hobson. The innkeeper's old and so is his wife. Hobson and that soldier must have put up a tremendous battle. Well, if they'd killed Hobson too, the body would be here. Yes, I know. That means you were right. It's the French, sure enough. And they've taken him alive. They don't mean to keep him alive, though. Get the men. What do we do? There's only one thing we can do. Go to France and get him back. Marius Goring returns as the Scarlet Pimpernel. spread out over the city to learn whatever they could. My source of information was a barmaid who worked in a tavern near the conciergerie prison. <laughs> As though you know what they will do. I tell you they will not. He will be tried tomorrow. Tomorrow? Have you been serving yourself instead of the customer, citizeness? I said tomorrow. Bah, if that were so, crowds would even now be gathering for seats in the Ministry of Justice. Announcements of the tribunal would be everywhere. You think so, smart one, huh? Did it not occur to you that this trial might differ from others? I will let you know when I see it. You will not see it, citizen. Oh, yes, I will. I will pay a hundred francs in gold. For a seat to see that one condemned. A thousand francs would not bring you your wish. Because nobody will see the trial. Woman, do not talk like a fool. Oh, I a fool? Look in the glass for a fool, citizen. I know whereof I speak. <laughs> would you like to wager your hundred francs that I speak the truth? Oui. Then pay me now, smart one. Because the prisoner will be tried right where he is. <laughs> Oh, 
going to Paris, hoping for a bit of fun. All I find is this ridiculous talk about the blasted Scarlet Pimpernel. Ridiculous, eh? Well, this time we have your meddling countrymen right in our hands. Oh. You'll be hearing no more of the Scarlet Pimpernel after tomorrow. Rest assured. Oh, Shavalong, what have you done? Have you picked up some innocent Englishman so you may cut his head off and substantiate this ridiculous I myth? I tell you the Pimpernel is no myth. He's an English nobleman named George Hobson. Oh, <laughs> Hobson. George Hobson. Oh, what a joke. <laughs> Don't you see, Georgie's pulling your leg, Shavalong. <laughs> oh, he's a terrible prankster, you know. Well, he will find the guillotine has no sense of humor. Oh, dear me. I, I do believe you're serious. <laughs> but he, you actually intend to kill the fella? Oh, my dear Shavalong. It'll be resented. Why, I, I, I know his sister. She'll be very mortified. That's too bad, Sir Percy. France will send a note of condolence. I'm going home at once. I can't have fun here while you've got everyone stirred up about the English. I gave Tony his instructions. Then I went to the prison. Alone and unsuspected, I got to Hobson. He was stunned as I dressed him and made him up. But his nerves were good despite the beating he had taken. Blakeney, you've the pimp now? Well, I can't believe it. You'd be the last I'd have suspected. Why? Because I've seen such an ass. Hold your head still, will you? The nose isn't right yet. I, I can't leave you here in my place. My own stupidity Never caused... Never mind that now. I'll get out all right. That guard, Louis, did he make any trouble? Well, his fists aren't soft, but uh, neither am I. Good fellow. Well, we'll take care of him. There. Now you're ready. Now call the guard and remember... Just glare at everyone on the way out. Just glare. Not a word of conversation, though. Don't worry. I'll be glaring like a madman. Good. Good luck. Guard! Come! Open the cell! Before I order you all flogged! I listened for a commotion, but none came. And I knew Hobson had got clear. I also knew that Tony would be putting the plan for my rescue into action at the home of Citizen Chauvelin. What's that you ask of me, Capitaine? I merely asked Citizen Chauvelin if you have been at the Conciergerie prison this evening. What makes you ask that? Perhaps I am overly nervous because of the cursed Pimpernel, Citizen. Mm. But my men and I were passing near the prison a while ago, and we saw you go in and come out. What? We were not spying on you, Citizen, just observing. Somehow the way you walked did not seem quite like you, and I later got to wondering about... But it was not me! I have not been near the prison this evening. You see, men! You see what I told you, the walk. Sacre who was it? It must have been one of the Pimpernel's men. Oh, I should have known. The gate guard said you had been to see the prisoner. If they have let the Pimpernel escape, I see every one of them condemned. But the man who masqueraded as you came out alone, the prisoner must still be there. Perhaps he went in just to tell him of a rescue plan. Those idiot guards! You are an observant man, Capitaine. You and your men, come with me. worked. I could hear Chauvelin's voice raging even from my dungeon as he berated the guards for letting an imposter pass them. And the guard Louis got clever too late. You fools! I gave strict orders that everyone was to be challenged. But it seemed like you, citizen. How do I know that you are, citizen Chauvelin? How do I know that you are not an imposter now and the one who was here before real? I will tell you how, citizen. By these papers which you should have asked the last man for. 
I am sorry, citizen. But how could I know? I, I saw your face. Ah, I'll deal with you later. That prisoner had better be there, though. Take the keys from him, Capitaine. Oh, oui, gladly. Uh, let us go and make certain the Pimpernel is still there. They came down and the cell opened. Then Chauvelin saw me, and his mouth dropped open in surprise at the sight of his own face on somebody else. But before he could cry out, Tony dropped him neatly with a blow behind the ear. Sorry, Chauvelin, but we've got to leave somebody here. <laughs> nice work, men. Come on, let's go. He'll be out for a few minutes, and even when he comes to, he's going to have a task convincing anybody he really is Chauvelin. Oh, I'm confused myself, and I know what's happening. Oh, uh, uh, in case I forget, uh, on the way out, remind me to tell the Commandant of the Guard something very important. Oh, what? Oh, just an order for that guard, Louis, to be given 50 lashes. <laughs> oh, after all, we can't let him mistreat an English gentleman like Hobson, can we? <laughs> gentlemen, mustn't overdo it. Shall we go? It's damp down here. In a moment, Marius Goring returns as the Scarlet Pimpernel. there was somebody else in the dungeon who looked like you. Silence! You will be given a hundred lashes. I've already had fifty that the impostor ordered. You should have a thousand. Look at this. Look at this note from the Pimpernel. <laughs> they seek him here. They seek him there. Those Frenchies seek him everywhere. But is the Pimpernel really one man? And which man, I wonder... It's Chauvelin. The Adventures of the Scarlet Pimpernel... Starring Marius Goring, with music composed and conducted by Sidney Torch. Produced by Harry Allen Towers.